Thanks so much for joining me. This is Dixie, and you're listening to City of 1000 Trades. Um, the latest Birmingham resident who I've met up with is James. Uh, he's an absolutely lovely lad, uh, and I first met him, I want to say, about 10 years ago now, um, through a friend of mine who he's also really, really close with. So from then on, we've just sort of ran into each other. Um, and I tell you this, don't let his gentle voice fool you. Uh, James is an absolute unit of a guy. Um, he's like a brick wall. Uh, he works in graphic design. And uh, yeah, like I said, just overall a really, really nice guy. A great guy to sit around and have a drink with. I give you James. James, thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, no worries. Glad to have you. Nah, it's good to be here. Um, this is like only the second episode that I've not done in my own house. Mm-hmm. So thanks again for having us in your house as well, man. No like, problem. Nothing but respect there for that. Um, do us a favour and uh, I will do a little intro for the audience, but if you don't mind us giving us a brief overview about who you are and what you do and what makes you tick. Yeah, so um, these days I'm a graphic designer for a consultancy in Birmingham. Um, so it's just a lot of like, it's boring stuff really. It's not like, like glamorous design work. I was only meant to be there for a week and it was just doing like data entry stuff. And then they kept me on for like another week. So there was still more to do on it. And then they kept me on for a month because there was still other things like people were asking me to do stuff. So for a while, I was just like, I'm like a temporary contract there. And I was just doing all sorts basically. So I was like doing interviews, not doing interviews, like arranging the interviews for like these consultants to speak to people. And I just had loads and loads of, there are hundreds and thousands of jobs, like little odd jobs around the company. And then someone sort of like, because I studied graphic design at uni, um, someone in the company sort of like got wind of that. Like I'd, I'd so your, your job had nothing to do with that whatsoever? Not, not at all, no. One of the things I had to do was, we had this job for um, some food safety organisation thing, and I had to call it butchers. Right. Because <laughs> they wanted to do like a little, like a, a survey with them or something. And obviously these, these butchers and like these farmers and stuff, they absolutely hate like the people regulating what they uh, do. Oh yeah, so, the health and safety. Yeah, and yeah, it's all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so like I'd call them up and they'd just go, fuck off. <laughs> they like did not want to engage with me at all and I was like okay so I had to call like I think there was like 500 I had to call across the country but anyway you like what you do yeah I do like it yeah mm-hmm. I really enjoy it like I get to work with loads of different people um, and it's just like a nice work environment because um, like before that this is my, my first proper job really because before that I was just doing bits and pieces like uh I was working in a warehouse for a bit, and yeah, before that, that's when I was at uni. I went to Salford, like Manchester. Okay. Um, just because they're not really known for graphic design these days, but in the past they were like, like really well renowned. Like the renowned graphic designer worked there. So did you know from like school? Which, by the way, just to clarify for people, you you grew up in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like before Manchester. Obviously, you grew mm-hmm. up here, and you. So when you was at like secondary school here or college, let's say, did you know that's what you wanted to do was graphic design? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Like 
when I was at school, I had no clue what I was doing. Like, yeah. In my GCSEs, I did, I barely passed sort of thing. Like I didn't care at that point. And then, um, after that, I went to sixth form. But I was doing like, I was doing the sort of subjects that, you know, people say are good subjects. You know what I mean? Like English lit. I was doing biology and things like that. I was just like. I just wasn't getting very far with it, and then eventually, though, I was like, I got like three U's or something, um, mm. and then they said, "We're not going to take you on for like another year, so that's it." And I was like, I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do now then. Um, and then it was only when one of our friends, um, he he was he'd done a year of graphic design at Matthew Bolton, right. Um, he was in my year, but he sort of he'd left six. He didn't go to sixth form or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just went straight to college mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and then it was just I was just thinking, what can I do? And then it, it was like, oh, there's an open day for my course, sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, okay. So basically, in the interview for it, this um, graphic design thing, so I'd never done. I didn't do an art GCSE or anything like that, and that's definitely one of the things you needed for it. Right, can, just before you go into any further, can you draw? Um, I was, I've always been like all right. Yeah. Like, um, I've always been like sketches and doodles and things like that. But I'd never say I was like brilliant at drawing. Um, but I'd like enough to like sort of get me through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for that interview at the college, I didn't have the art GCSE or anything. Was that not what are you doing here? Well, I'd, I'd sort of planned in advance. And like I, I knew a friend who had like done like coding and stuff like that, so I, I had him like. I said, right, I've got some designs for like logos and things that I've sort of made, so can you like make them websites and make them seem like they're actual little, little small companies that I've done work for? And he was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I, I came in and like obviously when he looked at it, he was like, they're all crap basically. Oh, he, really? he just said that to my face they're all crap but I can see that you've sort of oh fair play I thought he yeah. was like he just was going to say they're crap no, no, you'll no. never work in design <laughs> <laughs> he literally said it was crap to me though, so I was like I was a bit put down sort of thing but then he was like but you've got this no but that's cool that's a, that's actually very realist because you know you could say the the first thing I ever recorded was crap. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it just improves. Yeah. The yeah, first yeah. song someone can make will be crap mm-hmm. because it's their first song. And but as he's rightly said, you've tried. You're in the right place. You have got a feel for it. You want to do it, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 also good that he's said that to you. Um, so then you did that at college and went to uni in Manchester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What. Big differences did you see in Manchester as a contrast to Birmingham? Um, one of the big things was like as soon as you go there, all the buildings in Birmingham are like completely different to one another. Like you look at different periods, Victorian, yeah. Edwardian, and etc. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you look; it's all like sort of different. But in Manchester, it's like you've gone back in the past a little bit because all the buildings are all these old red brick buildings and stuff like that. Um. So that was one of the first thing I noticed when I got there. It's a lot smaller as well. Really, as the whole like, was you? Did you stick to one area while you was there, or did you like explore many? Did you? Oh, I had a look around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see what was, like, every sort of day after uni or whatever. 
if it wasn't doing anything else, I'd like have a little explore around the city. Yeah, yeah. And like, so you, like, was it everywhere pretty much the same? Like, I've heard, I've, I've never actually been to Manchester. I would love to, but I've never actually been. Mm. Um, but I have heard that it, there's a big north-south divide there. Like mm. more so because Birmingham doesn't really have that. I said I, I touched upon that on the last podcast with Ben, but there's not, there's not really like a. Uh, a north south divide here as such like it's just Birmingham, Birmingham some people go yeah north Birmingham but the, the only difference really here is if you support Villa or Blues whereas in Manchester so I've heard there's quite a big class divide mm-hmm. did you find that at all? Um, not so much really I don't know whether I just wasn't speaking to the right people or what I never really had that but I did hear about like People had come from like Liverpool and different bits in Liverpool, and I know there's like a quite big north-south divide there, like across a river or whatever. Yeah. Um, See, I have been to Liverpool. I have mm, been to Liverpool. Mm. Um, did you go there on any night out? Because obviously it's really close. Uh, in Liverpool, I only mm. went out recently in Liverpool for a night out. Oh really? I can't really remember anything. So, <laughs> so it was a good night out. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, yeah, just back to Manchester then. Mm-hmm. Um, did you prefer it to Birmingham? Did you not prefer it, or was it was you indifferent? Was you like, well, it's it's another city, it's another big city in Th- England. That's the thing, yeah. I'm like, because I'd been to like different cities as well whilst I was like living in Manchester. It was sort of like, because um, I'd go off like I used to do rowing at uni, and I'd like go off to different places to compete. And it's like you sort of it all sorts of blends into one in the end because they're so like. Similar, like UK. Everywhere's got a Greg's. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere's got a Greg's and a McDonald's. Yeah. There's not a lot to take in. That's what it feels like. It's just like, everywhere's like a a cut and paste job now. Is there a reason that you came back to Birmingham then? Is there something about Birmingham that makes it special to you? Or is it just because that's where everyone I know is and everywhere's the same? So Yeah, well that was sort of the thing. Because I was sort of torn. I, I did want to stay in Manchester as well. But then I was sort of like, I don't really have much money. I've not like secured a job up here or anything. So I was like, I came back down and lived with my mum for a bit. Then she moved up to Tamworth. Right, okay. And I really don't like Tamworth. Why? Like, What's what I don't like about it? There's nothing. It, we were like living in like a place called Wilnercote. And there's nothing there at all. It's just boring. Uh, and to get a train during the day, it was like every two hours into... Town. town yeah like yeah. Birmingham yeah yeah, yeah. but do you think you have everything you need in Tamworth or nah no there's like <laughs> I didn't have any of my friends there it's right. just a pain to like try and organise anything and like um, I'd have to really think about whether I wanted to go out that day you know what I mean because I, I knew it was going to be a pain to get back uh, so I just like put my life on hold really and I was just like focused on work for a while and yeah. Not much else. So d- when your mum moved to Tamworth, you already had the job that we're talking about as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 is a reason to have to travel in there. Yeah. 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 But say if you was like may- maybe a little bit older, so like less inclined to to go out like that anyway, mm. and had a job in Tamworth, then would you do you think you'd like it a little bit more, or do you still think nah, I just don't like it. There's something about it. If I grew up there, I'd probably feel different. Um, if not, I had like an attachment to it. Mm-hmm. I've just got no love for it at all. I just don't know anyone there. I don't. Even if I worked there, I don't think I'd really like it. Because I used to work. Um, 
I, I didn't have the job actually when I moved there. Okay. I I'd done like warehouse worth in like work in like Atherston. Yeah, that's is, close to Tamworth, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um and it was a pain getting there, like and that's like not far away, I like to get like two trains and like three buses or something, it was just stupid. Yeah. I think there's a lot of um places on the outskirts, like Tamworth being one of them. Uh, Coventry and mm. like um, Litchfield and, and, and others that it's like you need to drive that's it yeah I don't drive you don't drive do you uh, I can drive now because I moved to Tamworth so I was like I need to. Have to move out or drive so right. I, 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 let's drive first okay right so you got you got a car now You no I haven't got a car um, that is that because you live more in close to the city now and it's not that, really that was sort of the thing yeah like my choices were I'm either going to continue living at home and get a car or I'm going to move just so I can stop doing things again um, and then like, earning some one out really because I was thinking if I've got a car if I'm going anywhere I'm going to be drinking anyway so that's why I haven't learned to drive because I, th- I do think well anywhere I'm going to go that's worth driving to I'm I'm probably gonna have a little drink, mm. like maybe a smoke. Who knows? Like mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something like, but mm. it is a lot easier in Birmingham. Like I, I do love living here for that reason. Mm. Um, but I do also, and I don't know if you feel the same way. You did sort of touch on it earlier when you said about Manchester. Oh right. So do, like I've always found Birmingham has really good architecture. Mm. Like I'm like I said, I've never been to Manchester, but I've been to Liverpool, and I've never seen like you said anything quite so where it's so different like you can walk down one street yeah. and be in one era and then walk down another street and be in another era and then be in like completely modern like blow your mind yeah. flats like there's some, some, some something to catch your eye it's mm-hmm. like there, there's something completely different like you're saying um, I'd agree with that because like I was saying before like Manchester's really it's a bit samey you can kind of get lost in it but I don't think you can really get lost in Birmingham because you sort of Think oh this is that the flues in the jacuzzi or whatever you know what I mean like, yeah you, you sort of got landmarks everywhere that you can sort of um, even if you like new to the city you can sort of be like oh I'm at this thing so why is that uni then in Manchester any like drug experiences or like mad I don't know like mad house party experiences yeah Ma- Manchester for being a student was brilliant I think it was a proper good place to be a student because like they've got loads of clubs um, they're all a bit crap but they're really cheap so it's like sort of evens out um, but oh there was one thing actually with I won't say anyone's name or anything but um, there was someone like dealing drugs to just people within our sort of um, complex Right, like someone everyone knew. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, this gang in Salford had heard that he'd been like dealing drugs, and then they were like, they'd got his number somehow, and um, they were like threatening to kill him. Basically, they were like, you know, our you turf. Yeah, yeah, it's our turf. You can't be doing that. How did that? How did that end up? He just like after that, he just didn't deal to everyone. He just dealt to dealt to his friends, sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's just like. A smaller thing after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I'd have 
doubt after that if I was a dealer either. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. And he probably wasn't like a dealer. He's just trying to make a bit of money while exactly, he's at uni. Yeah, yeah. It's not his... He's not like a proper... A trapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that's mad. What would you say was the most, like, northern experience you had up there? The thing for me was going to, like... Um, like after a club or something, going to, for like a kebab, it'd be like um, all the things are named differently. Like it'd be called like a bacon balm or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Everything was called a balm, and I was like, "What is going on? What, does balm mean sandwich? It's like bap. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a cob sort of thing. That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you, you just see that everywhere, and like then you'd like remember, oh yeah, I'm, I'm up north now. I remember it one, on one night out. I can't remember where I went. It's quite a northern thing that sort of everyone knows each other, mm. and like people are a lot more like friendly. They'll just say hi in the street and stuff. But um, I remember after one night out, I was in a kebab place, and this guy just starts chatting to me, um, and he's like, "Do you know who I am?" And I was like, "No, I don't know." And he's like, "Oh right, you're not a football fan." And I was like, "No, not really." And he was like. I I used to be the goalkeeper for, for Hull FC. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, cool. <laughs> and he's like, it's amazing this, isn't it? How, like, two people have, like, never connected in the same sort of way of, like... Met in this kebab <laughs> shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that is mad because... The thing is, if a Hall fan, like a diehard Hall fan, yeah, listens yeah. this now, they're like, how do you not know it was blah, blah? You know, I bet you don't even yeah. remember, his name. remember his name. No. I remember Googling it at the time, and he's like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, he is, yeah. But then after that, I sort of like, I tried telling the story like a week later, and I was like, what is his name now? I just couldn't remember. Yeah, 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 I get that. So, um, you've never been big into football. Are you a, do you consider yourself a Villa fan or a Blues fan? No, not at all. Like, if anything... Because my mum's from London originally, mm-hmm. and like all my family are, so like, um, it was always Tottenham that they supported. Oh, okay. Like my cousins and that, and my uncle, they they're really into football. Like Super my, Spurs and that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like really diehard fans. And I don't know what happened with me. Like I was just never into it. I don't know because my dad like he was really into football as well. Like because he used to work for um, Gatwick. And he used to like go to different places. And I remember him um he played against like some African national team. I think it was like Zanzibar or something. He played against like their national team. Um so he was really into football as well. And like I don't know where it went wrong, but I was just never into it. Well, it's not necessarily wrong, it is just what you into. And uh for me personally, like I used to be into football when I was like primary school age mm. and like maybe a year or two of secondary school. Mm. But then I really got out of it, and I think it's changed a lot. It's not what it was back, maybe before when like people like your dad's yeah. age, my dad's age was into football. Um, but you are a fan of sport, obviously. You mentioned earlier about rowing. Mm-hmm. Just just explain for people who don't know what you're talking about there. What rowing is? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's not just like rowing in a little a little, a little canoe, down the stream yeah. Or it's um like a it's a proper sport and like. You get like a team of eight, maybe four. You can even do it as like a single person in a boat, but you sort of race against other boats. And um, it was sort of a weird one that I got into that uni because um, it's quite a posh sport, really. And you sort of learn that early on. Like you hear people speak and they're quite posh. And like um, even for like northerners, they sound posh. And um, 
you just get our team who were like because Salford was never like a brilliant rowing team you don't hear about Oxford and Cambridge and mm. like they're like the really good ones you, we know we're on the same level as them but um, I remember us um, like all the other teams would be like doing stretches and stuff then the, the people on our team would just be smoking by the side of the river and stuff like that then. <laughs> <laughs> and like shouting at the other teams like that. but um, that's what it's all about atmosphere yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so that was funny, um, but yeah, the, the reason I got into it really is just because, like a few a few years before that, I got into like a car accident. I couldn't really do like, um, like impact, like running and stuff like that. I didn't really want to do that sort of stuff. But I, I was quite into fitness, so I wanted to do something. And then I sort of went to like the sports fair, and then I saw that, and I was like, I'm never going to get like another chance to do this. So then I was like. Yeah, I'll go for it. And then I really loved it. That's cool, man. That's really cool. I, I, like, I've obviously never done it. I have done... Like, I've rowed a canoe down a river. Mm. Um, and I'm also... I'm not an avid gym person. I used to be when I was younger. And I've always loved the the rowing machine. Because mm. it works at pretty much everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I see, obviously that is the same with the sport. It, you're working at absolutely everything. Yeah. Because, like, looking at you, if I didn't know you... Like you're a pretty beefy guy. Like I would mm. say you love rugby. Mm. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, well, rowing's a bit more niche. Yeah, I've had that quite a bit. Like people, um, like in the sort of rowing circle, sort of thing. They're usually like they're at least like six foot two, and they're like it's quite slender, and they're like you sort of need to be as slim as possible, really, to get as much as your sort of body weight out of you. Uh, when you're in the boat because obviously it weighs you down but um, I'm not really built for rowing um, so I was never going to be as like in the top tiers of like rowing history you know what I mean <laughs> it was never anything like that so um, yeah I think I think I did well with what I had going for me though was there any like particular experiences you had that stood out while doing the rowing well every year we'd have like um, there was like an annual ball sort of thing, <laughs> like a rowing ball, and um, <laughs> we'd all get in like tuxedos and stuff like that. And I think I just had a suit because I didn't get a tuxedo. But I got, I just got really wasted at one of those balls. Like I'd had like we, we were playing beer pong before it, and I just got really drunk then. And then at the at the meal itself, I'd got two bottles of wine. Uh, just, just free, free on the free table. Wine, yeah. yeah. So I know them ones. <laughs> yeah. well, every Brummie knows them ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then um I was fucked basically. The next day we had training and it was like really early in the morning. So I showed up to it because at that point I was like the captain, so I was like, I can't just not turn up. <laughs> and then I was like, We had to you have to turn around in the river sometimes to like get back to where you were. It's like a whole ordeal because like, mm. some people need to row forward, some need to row back, just so you like sort of turn yourself round against the current. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were doing that, but I was like completely out of it, and I'd like you, you can like, sort of dig your oar too deep. <laughs> so I'd done that, and then I'd just like flipped us basically. Mm. So then I was underwater, upside down, and my feet were like strapped in, <laughs> and I was like. It was like David Blaine or something, like, how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> so then I, like, had to quickly, like, untie my shoes, get out of there. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, 
after that we sort of flipped over the boat and then we were just rowing back down the stream but our, our boat was like filled with water <laughs> and our coach was like shouting at me from the side saying <laughs> James you've got to bail out you've got to bail it out and I was just like with my hands cupping it just going like flicking it out sort of thing and it's like doing nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's brilliant that is that is absolutely brilliant have you, have you kept it up and done it since moving back from uni well I went back once I was invited back um, like the year after like as an uh, alumni sort of thing um, and I'd like gained a bit of weight since then so like my sorry what's alumni Alumni. That's <laughs> that's what they call like the people who, um, after they've like finished uni, you still still sort of like part of the uni or whatever. Or okay, like you like honors, like it, hall of honors. Uh, not really that. It's just like everyone who's been to that uni is still sort belongs of belongs like, to it. Yeah, yeah, it's that sort of thing. So the people who have left. That's what they just call them, the alumni. Right. Okay. Uh, it's like one of those old like, Latin things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds similar to Illuminati. Okay. Part of this special club. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. So you, you so you got invited back then. Uh, yeah, I got invited back as because um, every year they do like a Christmas um, thing against Manchester Uni. Right, like it'll just be that, a, that rivals. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, um, so they did like a, an alumni race, and uh, there was me who was like, I'd gained a bit of weight since then, so like we have to wear these like all in one sort of things, and I look like I don't know, like a like one of those Mexican wrestlers. It was sort of <laughs> like one of those. I was like, <laughs> my stomach was out there, sort of thing. So I was like. <sighs> Right, let's give this a go. Then I hadn't rode in a year, so I was like, rubbish. But we'd beat like their team. Their alumni. We'd beat them. And some of those, they they go off to do like, um, like rowing after uni, you know what I mean? They go for like proper teams and, and stuff like that. So we'd beat them. And then afterwards, you have to like shake their hands. And it's like me, like... <laughs> with, with my Barely belly. reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then straight after, they was like doing like interviews or whatever. But I've just gone off and like, because someone had said like, oh, should we go to the pub now? I was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Is there any um, like weirdness in the rowing world? Because it's something I don't know anything about. Mm. But like... What I mean is the sense of um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but like I re- mentioned rugby earlier, mm. I've never been like into into rugby. I've been to a few games. I've played it a handful of times, mm. but I know there's like a a cultness with rugby players. Like you know, they have these parties after games and drink each other's piss and stuff like this. Don't you find oh, all right. that? Is there is there any of that sort of uh, camaraderie going on in the rowing world? There's that sort of thing, but I don't think it's really like a, a universal thing in rowing I think it's just our, our uni that did it really or unis in general university rowing you have to do like the any university sport you have like the hazing or whatever it is I don't know what they call it now like um, uh, you just got to do something to sort of be initiated initiation. And the initiation yeah, yeah. so like what they have in America with like um, frats fraternities yeah, it's that sort of thing yeah um, I think that's just a, a global thing um, well like I think in the UK anyway, or in America. What did you have to do? Um, I can't remember what I had to do now. I think that we had to get in like this rowing. Um, you had to like form a boat 
on the floor. You just like to sit there, mm. and you was each given like a like a dirty pint, basically. A and mix of all different alcohol. A mix of different things, yeah. And you just had to. Once the first person had finished theirs, then the next person would do it, and like you're in different teams. So like one of them had to. You, you sort of followed one after the other, sort of thing. And the first team that won won something. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> <laughs> just a laugh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing too yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. But I remember for like the the next year, I can't remember who done it, but. Um, there was like a forfeit, like if you were last or whatever, that they'd bought loads of fish and they like blended it up. Like raw fish. Raw fish that they'd blended up and you had to like take a shot of it or whatever. Ooh. And I was like, you can't do that, surely? Like, there has to be a limit somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't drink that if someone told me. Any, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. But I would have thought that was light work for you because I've, I've heard a story for our mutual friend. Okay. Uh, back in the high school days <laughs> that like you know as you do in your 10-11 you experiment have a little drink and you at the park or maybe around a high street I heard you ate a spider <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean yeah wow well, tell, tell us what happened there because until recently, until just before we were starting mm. recording, I didn't know you were scared of spiders. The same as me. I, I'm well, scared. I'm like terrified of spiders, basically. But once I've had a, like, it's a weird situation for me because if it's in my house, I hate it. But if it's somewhere else, and I'm drunk a little bit, I have to be a bit drunk. But, yeah. Um, if it's somewhere else, I don't mind. But um, I hate this spider because we're at uh, one of our friends' house. This is like when we were like teenagers, sort of thing. And um, we were just sort of getting into drinking and that sort of stuff. But uh, we were all pretty, we are all really drunk. And um, there was this, I'm quite terrified of spiders. But I've got yeah, same as me. I'm, I'm absolutely petrified mm. of them, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I can't understand what you did. <laughs> <laughs> proper arachnophobia. And then uh, our one friend is like, um, I dare you to eat that spider. There's like a massive spider in the corner. How big, though, seriously, how big? Well, it was one of those where it, the body was quite small, but the legs were massive. Yeah, so, uh, like a huntsman. Quite, yeah, sort of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I just literally got up and plucked it from the corner of the room and then just ate it. And I think everyone was like really shocked because they just didn't expect me to... Do that, and they all yeah. knew you hated spiders. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> What did it feel like? Do you remember? Was it a completely I've like gone? No I I can't remember if it was crawling around or what, or ever just like crushed it and then ate it instantly. I just can't remember. Oh god! It might have like made a web in your intestines. <laughs> Still that's, there. That's all I can think about. That's yeah. so horrible. <clears throat> was there anything else close to that that you did mental wise with your friends or? Um. Not like facing fears like that. Oh, one time actually. I got kicked out of this club in Manchester. This was like when I was captain, so I was like sort of meant to be responsible for some of the. Well, not responsible, but you, you know what I mean? It was just like. I was sort of had to show some conduct sort of thing, but I just never did. Mm. Um, but uh, there was this one guy who was like um, one of the sort of freshers, and. He had like come out with me to make sure I got home properly, but I absolutely hated this guy. 
<laughs> so um, we were like walking and I just like kept running off behind cars and stuff <laughs> yeah and then he'd like find me and I'd be like oh you found me and I'd be like fuck how am I going to get away from this <laughs> and then um, my memory just fades out by then but the next day he was telling me that I was like running and going on like scaffolding and stuff like that and just like swinging off and like <laughs> like Indiana Jones in it like trying to get away from him like jumping on all these things and uh, then eventually lost me and I was like completely lost but there were these there these guys I met I remember this bit like there was guys I met and then um, um, I, I was like I was going to get a taxi with them to like m- my area like Salford sort of thing and then like, alright, alright, um, I went to the cash machine and I think what's happened is I've put my cash uh, card in and they've sort of distracted me while I've been putting in my pin so that I didn't like, realise that they'd been looking at it. Then they distracted me again and said, oh, look at that over there. And then grabbed my card out. Oh, no way. Yeah, so then they, they got in the taxi with me and then we were on our way back to my area. But they'd sort of got out at one point and they're like, oh, this is our... our stop sort of thing so they got out and then it was just me at the end and then I looked in my wallet to sort of pay this guy and I was like fuck and then it sort of clicked in my head that they'd stolen my wallet uh, yeah, stolen my car like you put it all together yeah and I was like fucking hell I was just in the back of this taxi like going mental <laughs> um, what was driver I, like? <laughs> well the driver was like please get out you need to get out of my car the, I'm going to call the police. And I was like, you're in on it, aren't you? I said that to him. I was like, you're in on it. Uh, and then I was like, fine, call the police. I'm just waiting here. Fine, call the police. You'll get, you know, it's you that's getting in trouble here because you're the one that's like doing it. And then it was like, I think he just pretended to call the police because like, nothing happened. And then after a bit, I sort of, I must have been sitting in there for like five or ten minutes or something like that. And then I was just sort of sobering up and I was like, I should probably get out of this car now. <laughs> and I just like literally said bye and then left. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the end, I like got back home and I was like drunk calling the Nat, Nat West helpline or whatever, saying, uh, oh, someone stole my card and then must have fallen. Was this taxi driver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in the end, um, it turned out that they'd sort of spent money on my card, but because I had like a limit or whatever, it was like 250 quid that they'd taken out of my account. And then I was speaking to this woman, like still drunk, and then eventually she was like, yeah, I'll just, um, I'll cancel that card and I'll put like 250 back into your account. So it was like all good in the end. Oh, fair enough. And yeah. you didn't have to give like no proof for being robbed or anything like that? No, no, they literally just asked me a few questions over the phone and then I was like, I was like, fine, yeah, I believe it. I guess it's probably like pretty obvious that, like, yeah, you know, you're obviously drunk and two fifties come out of your account and stuff, mm. and that that can sort of um, tell where it's been spent, sort of thing. So, um, so did they do it on contactless or they just withdraw cash? I think they just withdrew it, yeah, from a cash machine. Do you think that you will always stay in Birmingham? Just picture yourself staying here for the rest of your life. I don't know. I mean, since like COVID's happened, that sort of stuff. But before that, I was like pretty set on, you know, I'm going to stay in Birmingham. I'm just going to keep doing this job that I've been doing. So I was pretty set and, you know, I was pretty intent on like settling down here. But now since since that's all happened, I've sort of been thinking, I kind of want to get away and like do other things. So who knows, like eventually I might 
head head out somewhere else. Or Is in that a, a country? Maybe I don't know. So you're thinking to head out, head out, experience things, and come mm. back still? Is your mentality, or you're thinking, no, I, I need to like. Well, that's the thing. Like, put this behind. I me. do really love Birmingham, um, and that was one of the things, one of the reasons why I did come back in the end. Because I was like, I really do love the people here, and you know, I just love the city. Uh, what what is it you love about the city and the people? I think there's something special about Birmingham, and having been to all these different cities and things like that, it's just not they're not as multicultural. There's not as many different types of people that you meet in these places. Um, it it just seems like, especially in Manchester, you just get loads and loads of people, just like loads of loads of white people who are like um, dressed as what's his face from Oasis you know what I mean yeah it's like they're all Gallagher's yeah people trying to be someone else and they're like there's a bit of they're a bit pretentious up there like you do get really nice people from Manchester but from what from what I coming from Birmingham it's like sort of that's how I felt when I was there about about some of the people like in general that's sort of like a generalisation but no I get what you're saying fully because because there is such a multicultural society going on in Birmingham you don't hit as much as a, a wall to connect in with people from all these different backgrounds as much as you would in somewhere like like obviously up north being a good example and again I can't talk on it too much because I haven't been to Manchester but I get what you're saying it's just a lot of like the same whereas in Birmingham it's like more or less everyone's an outsider mm. do you know what I mean everyone's learning about each other and yeah. picking up well, even culture. I'm an outsider because I was born in like um down south mm-hmm. and it was only when I was two I came to Birmingham so I lived there most of my life but yeah it's just interesting to see how many different types of people there are in Birmingham do you have any memories from before you moved here um not at all no yeah nothing basically I only remember being in Birmingham mm-hmm. but you've always been in touch with your London family yeah like uh, on my mum's side I've been Quite in touch quite a lot, but um, not so much on my dad's side. Um, uh, both sides from London. Well, my mum's side are, um, and my dad's like uh, Irish Italian, mm-hmm. so like they lived like in a little town down south. Um, so not quite from London, but um, the south in general. Yeah, yeah. Do you find? Um, there's much of a difference, cultural difference, with your family down south. I think so, yeah. I think they're just like, there's sort of like a class difference as well, because I think my dad's quite well off, so. Yeah, I, I don't really speak to him that much, so I can't really say, really, but. What about your mum's side? Because obviously London's a city, so. I've always felt like, I don't know if it's just the area that I come from, but they're like, they're just normal to me, it just seems normal. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem any different to how people would act in Birmingham. You know what I mean? It just seems the same. It just seems the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that is the big difference. Like, is like you said earlier, big cities are very cut and paste. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you get the same, you get the same settings and the same things manifesting in those areas. Mm. Um, just to finish up, then. I'll ask you, uh, I don't know if you've heard this on any other episode you listen to, but I always ask any Brummie, uh, dead or alive, like like anyone, 
Well, they don't even have to be a Brummie necessarily to be on the show. They just need to have maybe lived or have an opinion on Birmingham. Who do you think you'd like to hear on the show? Hmm, that's interesting. Let me think about that one for a minute. Yeah, you think about it. I mean, like, it could be someone famous, obviously, mm. but it can be someone, like, personal to you. Um, just to give you an idea of the answers so far, we've had uh, Lady Leisha, which is a, a rapper, mm. like, MC and a radio presenter. Uh, we've had Mike Skinner, mm. who's the, the the streets, basically. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've had J.R.R. Tolkien, mm-hmm. Because obviously he's, we've we've had him twice. Because Tom said him as well as his as his be all and end all, um, the author of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and everything else, Middle Earth from Birmingham. Um, but me and Tom did talk a little bit about Peaky Blinders and I forgot his name, but the guy who wrote that. Mm, um, yeah, I can't remember his name. Either. Yeah, Stephen something. It's, mm. it's just gone from my, my mind. Um, <clears throat> who else have we had? Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. So they have pretty much all been famous so far. I said to Tom, mine one's a personal one though. Mine's my son, mm-hmm. so I'd like to keep doing this because mm-hmm. this is a learning curve for me. This podcast, but I'd like mm-hmm. to just keep doing it. And who knows, in in twenty years when my son's like close to my age, I'd like to have him on as a guest. Like that, mm-hmm. that'd be something for me. I think for me, it's not particularly a brummie, but I had this um, this tutor at college who was he was from Liverpool originally. But he was just working like as a tutor in Birmingham. But um, I feel like he, he had a lot of interesting things in his life happen to him to get him to that point. And I'd never really, like, I sort of scratched the surface a little bit, but I never really spoke to him that much to sort of get much out of him. But I can just imagine he's like having like a, lot, a lot of stories to tell. So I'd, I'd like to have heard him on something. What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, his name was Paul. Paul. Paul, we're going to get you on the show, man. We're <laughs> going to hunt you down. We're going to find you. Is Paul the same guy who said to you, oh, these logos are shit, but... No, no, that was a different guy. a completely different really guy. Like guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, so so Paul, you just think he'd have a good story and a good, yeah. opi- a good opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good things to say. Yeah, I feel like he'd, like... I'd just really be interested to hear what sort of things would happen uh, would have happened in his life. Mm-hmm. Um... Because he's one of the like, sort of things that sort of pushed me on to do more graphic design. That's one of the things that got he's one of the people that got me really interested in it. So how did he do that on a level to, that spoke to you? Thinking back, I don't I don't really know, but he just inspired you like that. I think he was just one of the the real good teachers I've had in like quite a while, and I sort of recognised it, and I was like, he didn't like speak down to you about anything. He was like sort of on on the same level as you. That respect's important, man. But I think, like, there's too many people, particularly in the like education profession, that don't give a shit about people mm-hmm. and and they do talk really talk down to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I do usually ask this earlier in the episode, but James, do you have any questions for me? Is there anything you want to bring up or ask me? I don't know if this has been asked before. Obviously, I know you love. You really love this city. Mm-hmm. Um, would you ever like move away? Okay, so yes, yeah, someone has asked that. Rachel asked that. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is yeah, yeah, I would move away, mm. and and that's not because I don't love it here, mm. um, but 
going off what you said earlier, there's, there is stuff to experience outside of here. Yeah. And I also think, because um, I never went to uni myself, however, through friends I know, I know that being away from here can make you see what's good about here, mm-hmm. you know. I, I have spent time away from Birmingham and I've missed it. Um, so I would for that sense. But also, as you, as you, your life evolves, you evolve with it. So, yeah, I might move out of Birmingham. It doesn't mean I won't love it anymore. Mm. I've got no plans to in the immediate future as well, obviously. Um, it's good for me now. It's good for my age now. It's good for everything that I'm doing. Mm. And I feel like I am a brummy, you know. Yeah. And I feel like I... Yeah. No, even if I moved away tomorrow and never stepped foot back in the city, I'd be a brummy. Mm-hmm. And I'd always say that to anyone as long as I live. So it'll always be in my heart. Yeah. Even if I do move away. Do you feel like if you did move away, eventually you'd come back? If not in in the physical sense, in the spiritual sense, yeah. When you, when you think about it, Birmingham is a very small part of this whole world that we've sort of got access to. And like... At the UK in general is a very small island of the whole world, you know. And I think because of how the countries are here in the UK, you can forget that very easily, you know. Mm. Um, but we're so small, we're so, so small compared to like states in America or, well, anywhere in the world really, we're so, so tiny. Not insignificant, but we're so, so tiny. So there is a lot out there to expand your mind. Yeah. I think, like we said earlier, like the, the, the cities in England and the UK are so similar anyway that when you actually go further afield you sort of realise that you know everything's not just like that yeah because I, I didn't really travel much as when I was younger when I did start travelling I was like well there's all these other things out there and you're like, yeah I think I think sometimes like things like that it's, it's not so much about the place it's the people um, so that is what I love about Birmingham more than anything mm-hmm. it's the people which is why I start this mm. I just want to talk to different brummies and, and, and get their point of view and, and speak to them basically um, but it is the people and that's what I love about here and that's what also what I mean in a sense of I'll always be in touch with people from here my family will always be from here my friends will always be from here no matter what happens from now you know um, but places yeah I'd like to go to see places and expand mm. my mind yeah definitely mm. Was there anything else you wanted to touch upon? Or? Um, no, I think that's about it. All right, Sam. Well, thanks again, mate, for having me. It's been a wicked, wicked chat. Thanks for um, having me on. No worries, man. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, take care.